What is going on, everybody? We are the Cinefanatics, and it is time to talk about WandaVision again. Here's <laughs> the thing: I like, I really like one. I think we, everyone, I think I, I've seen on Twitter, we all agree. Waiting for an episode of WandaVision is now at the level where we're waiting for an actual MCU to drop. Like the second uh, Black Widow comes out, we're all going to be excited. But I, I, I will, I'll actually go with a one step further. I'll compare it to like chomping at the bit, ready to watch Avengers Endgame when it came out. That's what each episode of this is like. Yeah, by the way, my name is Chris Adams. Yeah, and I'm Robert Adams. There you go. <laughs> That's how excited I am. Just in case you're joining us for the first time, you have no idea who these faces are that you're looking at that are about to talk to you about one division. Uh, that's who we are. Yeah, his name's right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, here's the thing though about this is that each week, like on Fridays, specifically on Fridays, we stay up, we stay up late. Say we stay up late Thursday, watch the episode, and then go to sleep. And then, like as soon as the episode is done, I'm like. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so long until the next episode. But then by the time the next episode comes around, I'm like, oh, well, time flew by quick. I'm ready. Which, unlike me, I have to roll over and go to sleep because very good chance I have to get up and work the next morning. So I'm like, well, that was a fantastic episode. I want to talk about it. And yeah, <laughs> sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that and that's the thing. Yeah, that's the real. That's the bummer of like watching it as soon as it drops. It's like okay, now I have to wait literally an entire week before the next one pops up. Seriously, anyway. uh, this was a good one though, and we're, de we're definitely gonna get into it, guys. Though, uh, just so you know, just so you're aware, you clicked on this video. It says spoiler in the title. We do talk about spoilers on this show. We're gonna get into the needy greedy of it all, and kind of kind of dive into like Easter eggs and stuff. So if you, uh, for some reason have not watched the episode yet, this is not the show for you right now. You need to hop off, go watch the episode and then come back once you're done. Otherwise we would love to hear your thoughts and theories in the chat as we go through it. We're kind of, hopefully we can kind of somewhat stick this week to start to finish, but I know like sometimes we jump around because things in the episodes are connected and there's definitely a couple in this episode that will be as well. So uh, outside of that, guys, if you have anything you want to chime in, you want to make sure that we see, the place to do it is that Streamlabs link right above my head there, streamlabs.com slash cinefanatics. And that's where you can hop on that. Uh, we'll talk about the Patreon a little bit later, but you can jump in there too. So let's uh, let's get into this. Uh, I do want to like uh, real quick, I'll shout out the, uh, the people here in the chat joining us as we go live. Thank y'all for being here. And before I actually dive into that, uh, I do want to shout out uh, Vernon's already dropped us a Streamlabs. No comment, but he just dropped a Streamlab donation. Thank you, sir. Uh, also, everyone in the chat, please congratulate Vernon. Uh, we have decided to make him a mod, a moderator of this channel. So he's got that nice shiny wrench next to his name. So uh, everyone be on your best behavior because moderator Vernon is on the job. And he'll uh, hit you with that band hammer if you mess up. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, we got a. There, there might be a couple of more that we'll talk about later, depending on who shows up. So, uh, but right here at the top of it, we've got Vernon, we got Arrowal, Rachel. Good to see you. We got uh, was it fourteen little angel? Let's do this. Thank you. Welcome back. Nice to see you again. And yeah. we also do have 
Jake Yacovetta saying welcome to the club, Vernon. Speaking of mods, there he is. Yeah. So thank you all for being here at the top of this show. Hope you all enjoy. Uh, and Tyler is here also. And there's Tyler. <laughs> uh, if you all have any questions, comments, feel free to drop that in the chat. If you really want to get our eyes on it, that stream labs or the super chat. Good way to go. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Let's jump into this episode because woo. Woo. Oh man. Overall thoughts. Uh, just starting off the bat here. I love the direction this, uh, this show is going in now. Um, I hate where this show is going. This show is terrible. This is a god awful show. So I love the direction this show is going now. Um, we don't need that kind of negativity here. Just right off the screen, talking about band hammers and everything. Okay, he's back. Um, no, <laughs> I love the show. <laughs> the show is doing so well. Oh. oh, now you love the show. Well, I mean, um, I did that whole intro talking about having to wait for the episode of this. Is like waiting for a well, new MCU movie. I'm just saying, guys, you say stupid things, you get consequences sometimes. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> I understood that reference. So basically, basically, uh, I love the direction because, you know, we are fully in the what's going on in the the sitcom reality and then what's going on in uh, the the real reality. We're yeah. full on back and forth. And I love I love that they're still sticking with the each week is a new decade of sitcoms. Whereas, you know, last week we had 80s into 90s and this week we got 90s into 2000s. And have, have you noticed like or, or thought about I, I, I know both of us are very busy, so we really haven't had the time. But think back to the the first like two episodes of the show. Does it feel so much better that that's the way they start off the show was just two episodes of like the 50s and 60s theme like it it those episodes were good. We all liked them. Some people were kind of, yeah, but now, now where we're at right now, look back at those episodes. Fantastic idea. Yeah. Here's the thing. I understand. Like some people are saying like, no, I want it to catch on. I want it to get to something. I need to, I need meaning. I need this to make, make sense and stuff in my brain. And for some people that's necessary for, for their viewing pleasure. Uh, for me specifically, I am, I'm a hundred percent in love with absolutely everything that they've done with this show. I, do not mind at all that we got two episodes at the at the beginning that were black and white and just an air of like okay there's some there's some weird creepiness going on here especially because now we're at this place where we've gotten a lot of questions answered while they're still asking a lot more questions mm -hmm. but we're also seeing the people on the outside asking those questions too. And just the whole dynamic of everything and the flipping back and forth and how it just breaks all the rules of a traditional show is what I really, really love about this. Yeah. Uh, I, and also I think that might be a part of the reason why we got episode one and two, like yeah. back to back immediately, just break you into this idea. And then the third episode is was like, Oh, nope, we're going to start talking about other stuff now. Yeah. Oh. And that's, that's what, that's what I like too. we, we the the average public out here, the the peons of the public, got episodes one and two uh, released first. The people who are a little bit above, who got the the critics passes and everything, they got the first three episodes. So we got the people with the critics passes saying, "Oh guys, you guys can't Hold wait for the third episode." Yeah. We got them drumming up support and saying, "Like, hey, if you're not caught up on the first two, hang tight. The third one's going to make some sense." And then none of us got the fourth episode until it dropped. And then we're all like, okay, Ooh, okay. 
here's the thing. Uh, and like, uh, I want this channel to grow. So those of y'all watching, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe to this channel. But I want this channel to grow. I want to be able to get that that critic access. That uh, getting these things ahead of time, being able to see it and give your opinion uh, before anyone else is able to see it. I. I like that. That's kind of a cool thing. Uh, like you and I did that with that movie us. Cause we got to go to the premiere at South by, we were yeah. the first ones to have a review of that on YouTube because no one else was able to quickly get to a camera because we live in Austin. Uh, but like having that ability is awesome. It's cool. But at the same time, it's ep stuff like this, this particular uh, show, I don't want the critic access to that. I like <laughs> if I had seen that third episode and no one else is, and we're trying to do a show like, uh, I want to talk about episode three. Cause that's where everything really just dropped. And you're like, Oh, this is so cool. I you're can't sit there. You're sitting there listening to people go, I have theories. And you're going, no, your theories. No, are no, it's not correct. wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's the thing. So we had the introduction to Quicksilver last week. Uh, and so there's all there was all the conversation last week was is he actually Quicksilver from the X Men universe? Is it still is it still the Quicksilver we know from Avengers: Age of Ultron? Just new face somehow? Is it just some random person who has been attributed Quicksilver's personality and superpowers? Who knows? And it's like we're gonna it's gonna be a week before we find maybe any of this out, and now we come to uh, come to this. Uh, this week and I still don't know some of these things. Uh, so uh, 14 little angels just dropped this. And it, it's kind of beside the point from uh, WandaVision, but this is actually pretty cool. Cause there's Ooh. been a few times we've gone to the movies and like, we're talking to people sitting next to us and I believe that's who this is. So oh, uh, that is awesome. Thank you. Thank you for being here and following us. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, it, it's not very often you get that real world connection with people, uh, and then turn around and do your YouTube show. So, Captain Marvel was the beginning of 2019, right? Yeah. Ooh, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like that. Well, um, sick. Anyway, so let's let's actually get into this episode, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole lot to break down in this. Uh, guys, if you're watching, I am a gigantic comic book nerd. And I don't mind telling y'all because we're now in the day and age where that's cool. Uh, if I said that back in grade school, my head would be meeting the bottom of a, inside of a toilet with my hair getting swirled. Um, but nowadays, I can say that with proper pride. Y'all are at the right place. Let's break down this episode and actually like get into like some of the connections and stuff because there was a ton this this week. Um, oh, yeah. First off, right off the bat, one of the things I like is the episode gets released like right at like say midnight in California. Our time here in Texas is two a.m. So they release the episode and on Disney Plus it just says episode six, yeah. no description. It has a thumbnail but just says episode six. It's not until hours later we actually get the title. But apparently, the title to this episode was All New Halloween Spooktacular. Uh, right off the bat, the thing I like about this is if you're familiar with Marvel Comics back in the, say, like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90, in fact, they still do it today. Who am I kidding? 
a lot of times when they were introducing a new comic or rebooting a comic like Avengers, there's like probably like about almost 20 Avenger number ones out there right now. Like they keep rebooting it because uh, number one issues are apparently worth a lot, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, but every time they redo that, they stick right in the cover in big, bold font, all new. So I like the fact that this title said like all new Halloween spooktacular. It was a nice little nod to how Marvel works. The interesting thing about this one, and we'll touch on this here a little bit as we dive more into the intro of this thing, is that uh, they're playing essentially late '90s, early 2000s. This this week's episode in the in the sitcom style, and I was there's a part of me that was really hoping that the title of the episode would be the one about Wanda envisions Halloween yeah. kind of like as a, as a like nod to friends. Yeah. That would have been cool. Actually, that would have been, that would have been really funny. It's like, Oh, I see what you guys are doing. That's great. But no, uh, I like, I like what you brought the, the all new touching back um, to the comics. Didn't like Seinfeld had one too, like that. It was like Seinfeld would always reference like some random object, like the puffy shirt or the suit Nazi or whatever, something like that. Yeah, a lot of these sitcoms had like a had a theming to how they did their episode titles. I know like we talk about Scrubs and every episode is my something. So, yeah. Except yeah. for like one or two where it, like there's one where it was like you're seeing the viewpoint His story, of her story, her story, our story. Yeah. Yeah. So, that that's kind of fun. But uh no, we get into the uh the recap of this week actually goes back to age of Ultron. And we see, we see Aaron Taylor Johnson's Quicksilver in this, which is fascinating considering we were just introduced to Evan Peters kind of taking over that, that Quicksilver role. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, we understand that we had one guy playing him and here he is again, just, just so you know, he's not written out of existence. He, he did play him. He did exist. This was a thing, you know, we don't see, like, for instance, in promotional material, whenever they go back over the past of, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you don't see Edward Norton. You see his Hulk. They yeah. they show his Hulk when they reference Incredible Hulk, but you don't see Edward Norton anymore. The only time you ever see Bruce Banner now is Mark Ruffalo. So it's kind of interesting that they, they did in the recap. Like, we know we got one guy here, but here's the guy who played him before. Like, same thing. You don't see Terrence Howard ever. You see Don Cheadle now for, for War Machine. So that's kind of a... it's. I feel like it's interesting kind of playing up against that type, what they've already established essentially. Yeah. So. And this is the first time the, the, the shows have uh, actually shown clips from the movies as far as the recap that goes. So, I mean, that was kind of yeah. cool. I kind of liked seeing that all of a sudden. Uh, so moving on to the opening of this, obviously the opening for anyone who's a late nineties, early two thousands uh, kid, uh, you definitely recognize this opening as a, a pure nod to Malcolm in the Middle. You're uh, not the boss of me now. <laughs> Life is not fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's exactly what this is. And like even the fonts that they use, like starring exactly. Wanda Maximoff, is the same exact font. Like the the tone of the the theme song, everything, even going as so far as like the logo, the intro logo here. I mean, that looks like Malcolm in the Middle right there. So, uh, I I definitely like the connection to that. Uh, the thing that 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 does though is that taught me that 
or it shows us that we're at the very late 90s and 2000s. We're no longer like firmly within one decade. Now we're kind of we're kind of splitting across the decades. Um, I know that we have an episode that's going to be even more. I, I believe it's probably going to be the next WandaVision episode yeah. where uh, we've seen the clip already in like the trailers where she's talking to the camera and she's like, must be a case of the Mondays or whatever. Um, obviously, that's Modern Family, which could... The 2010s. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. I want to say it's 2010s, but I mean, we're supposed to be jumping into maybe the 2000s firmly. But that might be what this one did because Malcolm in the Middle ran for so long. But yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was saying. Uh, last for last week, it started in the eighties and then had Full House, so it kind of moved into from eighties to nineties transition. Uh, and then this week, uh, Malcolm in the Middle, which came out in two thousand, kind of moves from the nineties to two thousand transition. Yeah. So I think I think yeah, we get twenty tens next week, and then that's the that's the end of sitcom. That's going to be the end of our our uh, our sitcom world (laughs) what if they go the one further and they show us like a future sitcom like this is what a future sitcom will look like we're like okay (laughs) probably not (laughs) unless they do like real meta and go like and then this week's episode of wandavision takes place in the world of wandavision hold on what (laughs) oh like getting super meta in there that's your head that's meta within meta uh, I do like in that opening credits, though, like we see like starring Wanda Maximoff, starring Vision, uh, starring Agnes. <laughs> she doesn't even get a last name. It's just Agnes. Um, and then we I'm see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Then we see starring Pietro Maximoff as himself. He's the only one that gets an as himself credit. What Everybody else gets their names and he's the only one that has as himself. Like they're trying to drive home. No, this is him. We promise. He's really himself here. I don't believe you, Marvel. I don't believe that at all. Whatsoever. <laughs> calling shenanigans on that. I'm um, calling shenanigans. We little shenanigans. Yes. Uh, anyway, I actually went back. Uh, so the interesting thing, whenever you go back and you like listen to the to the uh, the lyrics for these intros, they have so in the past, you know, some of these songs for these intros didn't actually have lyrics. They were just kind of one division kind of thing, but they showed us stuff this week. They're not really showing us stuff as much, but if you listen to what the words are saying, you get clues about kind of, again, what's happening, what's going on. So the lyrics going, don't try and fight the chaos. Don't question what you've done. The game can try and play us. Don't let that stop the fun while the camera is on Wanda in the intro. Then it moves on. Some days it's all confusion, easy come and easy go. But if it's all illusion, sit back and enjoy the show while the camera's on vision in the intro. Um, then let's this keep it deep going. diving. We're going y'all. I mean, y'all better yeah, this, <laughs> this is what we're doing here. Uh, let's keep it going uh, during each distorted day while it's on Agnes, which by the way, <laughs> they bring Agnes on with fan. a clean, with a clean shot of the naughty Naughty shorts, the naughty pants has yes, naughty written across her uh, her her rear there, which is hilarious because it's like, ha ha, she's something's up with her. Something's naughty. Something's. Can, can I interject real quick? Like, I really like Catherine Hahn in this. Oh, like, Catherine Hahn is killing it. Uh, like, and I will I will get a little personal. There's a little bit of an attraction in this. She's doing. <laughs> she she looks very lovely in this show. I'm I'm liking her, her personality, her character. I like it. I mean, yeah. granted, you, you, you talk about this now after I bring up the naughty pants. 
cool. Oh, absolutely. But uh, I mean, again, I say that knowing full well, this is who she's supposed to be as far as we know. <laughs> so <laughs> make of that what you will. Yeah. Let's, let's move yeah. on to the rest of the lyrics. She's uh, she's maybe like a thousand years old or so. So you're a little too young for her. Um, I, I like older women. I'm just saying. <laughs> really older women. <laughs> How far past cougar are we talking about now? <laughs> that that would be brontosaurus, saber tooth tiger. <laughs> that's, that's, that's messed up. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's keep it going. There's no way of knowing who's coming. And then I couldn't hear all the lyrics, but who's coming? Basically, who's coming to play right when Pietro pops up? So it's interesting that like they have specific lyrics for each individual that pops up in the intro. And it's kind of giving you a little hint as to what's going on either in their world or in their mind or, you know, yeah. I, I love that, uh, that on Wanda was saying, don't try and fight the chaos and don't question what you've done. Like that's like, there, there is a tinge of darkness in this show, real yeah. darkness. Um, where Wanda, there's now a war going on inside of Wanda's head as to, am I actually doing something wrong? And we hear that play out a couple of times later on in the, in the show, especially while she's having a conversation with Pietro. But there's, it's really interesting stuff. And then, of course, obviously the commercial is like super dark too. But again, we'll get to that as well. Yeah. Um. So I want to catch up real quick in the comments. Uh, 2009 was when Modern Family came out. Uh, Sister's right. a big fan. That's why I know. I, I started watching. I haven't, like, I, I, I don't know how many seasons I am behind, but I just stopped watching. But it, I liked the show. I thought it was really good. Um, <laughs> Jake was saying that we need a Chris versus Robert karaoke battle. And that Rachel's saying, let's make this a musical show. Cinefanatics, the musical. <laughs> If we ever rank musical movies, then maybe we just sing the entire ranking. I'd pay to not have us tortured by that idea. <laughs> maybe we don't do that idea then that I just had. <laughs> New karaoke to your dying cat. <laughs> Lola? Oh, I don't know where she went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Will McLean is saying uh, that uh, she's really sus along with her. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Like last week we were talking about how it seems like there's some characters who seem to be in on it and some who are not. And the Agnes typically was within being in on it. Uh, there's something else that happens in this episode. And we'll get to that as we get to that point when discussing this episode, but like, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious as to what exactly might be causing that. Because I don't think we have like a full on like we think it's just how Wanda's controlling everybody, but yeah, is it? Um, next up, just to move things through here, uh, you gotta touch. You obviously you gotta touch on the fact that everybody's wearing their classic costumes pretty much. I uh, love this episode as a comic book lover. I love the throwbacks to this. It's yeah, so good. They're they're in their costumes for pretty much the entire show. I mean, obviously, like later on, Vision just goes back to how we are used to him looking. But yeah. Wanda is wearing her classic outfit like the entire show, which is really cool. Uh, Quicksilver obviously looking like Quicksilver from the comics, even down to his crazy hair. Uh, but I love oh, that. Where's it? Where's it? There it is. Yeah. 
I love that. Uh, yeah, and you've got like speed there. The little little speed is also kind of wearing a a form of Quicksilver's outfit, which is kind of from the comics. If you look at speed, it's he's usually wearing green, but it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a little bit like Quicksilver's outfit. Yeah. Um, and then or of course we brother. got <laughs> yeah, and his brother. We got Wiccan. Essentially, he's he's wearing the Billy. Yeah, he's wearing the classic uh, Wiccan outfit, just a, a little bit uh, discount, but <laughs> it's, it, I mean, he's got the headband. He's got the, like the cloak. That's, mm-hmm. that is how Wiccan looks in the comics. And that's, that is, that is such a nice little touch. Like I get it that these aren't supposed to be subtle, but it's that it's still a level of attention to detail. Like they didn't have to make a Halloween episode. They decided to, and in such, it gave them the opportunity to bring in these classic outfits, these classic costumes that people know from the comic books. And I think that's such a great touch in terms of direction, writing, production. It just shows that everybody who's creating this show is on top of their game in every yeah. square inch of it. Uh, the other thing I want to bring up while we're talking about the kids, especially that one frame where we see Billy as in his Wiccan costume, they're talking to the camera. Again, this yeah. is a nice little nod to Malcolm in the Middle, where Malcolm would break the fourth wall and talk about how like crappy and dysfunctional his family is. That's mm-hmm. essentially what Wiccan and, or Wiccan, what Billy and uh, Tommy, Tommy uh, does it a couple of times in this episode as well. But like there's that breaking that fourth wall, which is just like really good as far again emulating that episode. Yeah. Or that show. Um yeah, I love that. And then you see you see a situation where uh Wanda and Pietro start talking about kind of like a little bit about their childhood and stuff, and it does like a quick flashback to to them as kids. Uh the time they got was it typhus or something like that? Is this uh, is this the, sh- the shot where they're getting the fish? Yeah, they're getting the fish, yeah. Does like the quick the quick flashback when they're getting the fish and everything. Uh, we don't have that image, but she Wanda was dressed up like a little black widow, and uh, Pietro was dressed up like a little Nick Fury with the eye patch and everything. So I, I thought that was kind of that was kind of I funny. Did not, was, I did not notice that on the first watch either, too. So yeah, she had she had her red hair like done up like Black Widow, and then he had the eye patch and everything like Nick Fury. It was it was kind of funny, like. I don't know. I can't remember like timeline wise based on how old they might've been when they were, when they were that young, like however old they were there. If like, were the Avengers like popular then? Cause I know like the Avengers really came into prominence in 2012 in, in their world. So, you know, how old were they in 2012 kind of a situation? I don't, I think that might be a little fudging of the, uh, the timeline for the sake of her show and her memories within her show. Because yeah. I know that they were about twenty six or so in uh, in Age of Ultron when they when they were kind of first introduced in in their world in their timeline. So it's uh that's like three years after two thousand twelve. So I don't think they were that young when Black Widow and Nick Fury might have been known by people. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's kind of a fun little nod though. Uh, the other thing there around that is uh, Pietro bringing up that he's that you know let let vision go off and do his thing i'll stick around with the kids they need someone who's like a father figure he's got the old xy chromosome and and i feel like they they brought that up like nobody says oh someone who's got an xy chromosome like 
you don't bring that up unless you're like making a nod or an allusion to something like the X gene in within X-Men. Yeah. So, and it's a nice little fun little nod there that like, Hey, we're aware this is the X-Men Quicksilver. Maybe it might still be the X-Men Quicksilver. We don't know. I mean, the, he calls himself uncle Pete and the kids call him uncle Pete. And if you go back and watch uh, days of future past and beyond, uh, Pietro in those movies is named Peter, Peter. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a fun little nod. Like they might be connecting it to X-Men, but who knows? But there is definitely a better, I feel like X-Men nod later in this episode or coming up here in a little bit, actually. Uh, so they're talking about, um, let's see. Yeah. Saying also that there's that brief moment where, uh, she closes the door behind vision and then she turns around and Pietro's like, boo, or does like kind of like that thing where he scares her. And that is, is that, that feels like a uh, foreshadow to that later jump scare when she sees his, uh, dead body or what, what have you. So it's kind of, it was like, oh, a little, nice little storytelling device there. We're giving us some little foreshadowing to her being jump scared by him later. Yeah. Uh, so we, in between this, we were uh, shown like a little bit of what's going on outside of Westview. Uh, again, jumping back in and out of the hex, the the anomaly that Wanda has seemingly created. Uh, so we get a little bit more where. Uh, Hayward, Agent Hayward, is uh, he basically like fires monica jimmy uh agent Wu, <laughs> and darcy uh and then like they go out on their own uh and then we come back I'm, I, I am jumping ahead we'll we'll talk more about them here in a little bit but we come back into westview with everyone going to halloween the thing i like about this right off the bat is towards the end of the last episode right before pietro showed up uh we got Vision is questioning Wanda, and which he's been questioning her off and on throughout the past couple episodes. Yeah. But he's questioning Wanda, how come there's no other kids? We haven't seen any other kids. And now all of a sudden, we see all these kids, all these families, a ton of kids actually, <laughs> all trick-or-treating. And it's like they were just created out of nowhere. Um, and what I like is that popped up. I know, uh, Pietro is questioning it later, uh, where he's talking about like, Hey, I love how you put this world together. We're going to deep dive into that some more in a little bit, but this one was where Wanda was really talking to Pietro and questioning exactly who he is and why he's here. If he's actually the real Pietro and he asks, or she asks him, about hey what's what was that kid do you remember back when we were in the orphanage who was that kid that kept stealing your shoes that had that skin issue like if you're a comic book fan you understand that like uh quicksilver and scarlet which the first appearance was x-men number four they were originally they originally started as villains much like in the mcu they were part of magneto's brotherhood of mutants with another mutant named toad who you've seen in the X-Men movies who kind of has like weird skin. Like this is where I feel like you got that real strong connection to the X-Men. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things that they bring up. That's like, it could be definitely alluding to that. Um, It's at, at least potentially a solid nod in that direction. Mm-hmm. So, 
I think that's yeah, that that also is kind of an interesting thing to note. It's it's these things that they they kind of touch on, they bring up this this notion that hey, we're aware of X-Men. We know X-Men is where, you know, this Quicksilver came from. Uh it, it kind of gives gives the the impression the idea like there there is that there is an X-Men note kind of just hanging over what's happening here. Like I know everybody keeps bringing up House of M storyline being kind of what's what's taking place here, uh, and whether that's like a just a reverse House of M where she just creates mutants somehow, or what have you. Uh, there seems to be this idea that maybe we're getting into where the X Men are going to actually start coming from or coming to play. And while I'm not completely on board with that, like this show really having anything to do with the creation of X Men yet. Um, cause I think that even Kevin Feige has stated like X-Men, those are a few years off still. We've got a while before we introduce X-Men. <laughs> Can we believe Feige? Well, I feel like in this case, and like, that's fine. I, I, I don't mind eating my words on this if it turns out I'm wrong. Uh, cause cool. Give me all the ideas that you guys have. I'm not the one in control here, but I think if Kevin Feige is saying like, no, we've got a couple years. It's like, I acknowledge that we are bringing X-Men in don't look for them yet. They're not going to be in yet. We've got a couple years for it. I don't think, I don't think he'd say we've got a few years. I don't think he would be specific saying it. They're a few years off. Mm-hmm. I, I think you would say, yeah, they, they're coming soon. He wouldn't give kind of like a, a specific sounding time frame to it. So I think, I, I think you can trust Kevin Feige here. <laughs> Toad has a wicked tongue, Senator. <laughs> I just love the way that, that Ian McKellen said that in the movie. <laughs> say, was that an Ian McKellen impression? <laughs> I guess it was. <laughs> you, shall, a... you shall not pass. <laughs> oh, has a wicked tongue, Senator. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, actually, um, that one sounded more like Christopher Lee, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> They're both white. Right, you, know, <laughs> you know, Saruman, Gandalf, whoever. <laughs> Magneto, Cerebro. Anyway, <laughs> nice reference. Um, <laughs> where else? Where are we at in this? Uh, uh, yeah, we actually got our notes organized this week, guys. Look at that. Look at us go. Yeah. By the end of this show, this thing's going to be a smooth, smooth machine. I promise. Uh, so, like, I know that we're talking about, like, uh, Wanda was asking Herb, uh, where's Vision? Because Vision said he had to take off and go do the neighborhood watch type of thing. But Herb says, nope, he's not on, he's not on duty this, this week or tonight. Yeah. And Wanda's like, oh, that's curious. And then she gets completely, like, for the rest of this episode, for the most part, she gets sidelined by Pietro, who's distracting her. In which case, like asking her questions and talking about like how Pietro knows that Wanda is the one who created Westview, created the hex. And it's just it, like it, he completely takes her focus away from what Vision is doing as if like trying to distract her and keep her focus directly on him. And I, I like that because it, it really makes me question this Pietro's motives. Yeah. basically uh is this possible that like he's talking to the kids and he says unleash hell demon spawn we've <laughs> talked about this before in fact anywhere on the internet that you look you can see that a lot of people are referencing the fact that the the demon mephisto who's essentially the marvel version of satan 
uh, maybe having a hand in this might be controlling this. He had a hand in the comics in creating Billy and Tommy. So the fact that the, these twins exist in this show might mean that Mephisto exists in the show as well. So that's uh, they've been doing like little nods, basically in dialogue as to the fact yeah. that he may exist, saying like the devil's, the devil's in the details and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, so. Yeah. Again, we saw the last episode where Wanda was completely distracted by like all the stuff happening around her, and Pietro magically shows up, even though it doesn't seem like she was the one in control of him returning. So well, we still have to question whether there's a second hand in control of this, and is it Mephisto? The interesting thing to note there is how he's being he's distracting her. She's being distracted by him in in the terms where uh in terms where it's kind of it's kind of in a place to break her and vision apart like someone's now trying to kind of tear at her reality a little bit so that's that's what's kind of interesting to me is you saw you 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 see uh vision and wanda in the last episode you know kind of be at odds with each other and then in this episode you have situations where uh, Pietro is saying, Hey, no, you can trust me. I'm not your husband. You can talk to me. Mm -hmm. And that kind of thing is saying like, Whoa, hold on. Are you trying to put a rift between, between Wanda and vision right now? Um, you're letting, you're letting her be distracted so that vision can go off and try to figure out stuff on his own. Maybe try to leave and get destroyed in the process, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's like, that this this makes me think that if we're still looking at say Mephisto is in charge in some capacity, then you have a couple things at play. You've got Agnes, who we still thinking it, who we're still thinking might be Agatha Harkness, mm -hmm. maybe creating, maybe being responsible for creating this reality, and is trying to uh, help Wanda kind of escape her pain and 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 troubles. But then you've got you know, this other, this other character at play Mephisto, who's maybe trying to tear it down, tear it apart. He's already got what he's after, which is the new twins. Uh, he wants them for, for nefarious reasons. So maybe that's, maybe that's two different dynamics that are working at the same time. Neither of which we've really been full on privy to yet. So that theory could still be completely out the window. They could do a variation of it. They could omit parts of that. But that's kind of the direction I'm heading in right now is that you have two things at play. Now, the other thing is maybe Agnes, Agatha Harkness, is working for Mephisto now, and she's actually naughty. Um, you know, <laughs> did you need to point to your derriere for that? Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> I definitely did. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I mean, that, that might be what we're uh, what we're what we're looking at here. So. Either way, I definitely think that Mephisto comes into play somewhere because I think he's going to come into play for, for the Doctor Strange movie as well. Yeah. So, uh, What I like out of this conversation between Wanda and Pietro is where, like, of course, Wanda's like, you're not the Pietro I know. Like, where, are, where have I seen you before type of thing? And yeah. then Pietro's talking to the kids and they're doing all kinds of shenanigans around the neighborhood. And at one point... Uh, I, he suggests something and the kids are uh, sorry we're going to go a little PG with this uh, the kids are like oh cool kick ass and then <gasps> they take off yeah 
they take off and then Wanda's like, huh, kick ass. And uh, like, I love that because if, if, if y'all have been awake and alive on the internet today, you have seen that this is definitely a nod to the movie kick ass, uh, that had both Aaron Taylor Johnson and, uh, Evan, Evan Peters. Evan, yeah. Evan Peters as his friend. And, like, it, I think that was just, like, a meta reference. I don't think it has actually anything to do with uh, the the show at all. But it was a really nice reference in that in this episode. The fact is that they repeated it. So, you know, they did it. They it, It's in there intentionally. They did that yeah. on purpose. That's, Absolutely. That is full on a real thing. It's just kind of, it's just, it is just kind of funny. Because, like, that has nothing to do with anything. But, okay. Um. And then real quick before we move on, I just like we go back out to the outside where you've got uh, you got Monica, Jimmy and Darcy are trying to escape from being ushered off the team and they're trying to do their own thing now. And man, that Jimmy Woo is coming to play. He is throwing hands. And I love that. Everything about Jimmy Woo is a character I absolutely love. And I'm yeah. glad given him much more screen time past what he did in Ant-Man and the Wasp, because not only is he fun, he's hilarious. He's like, such an endearing character, but he can uh, kick ass. Nicely said. <laughs> um, yeah, he like he, he was kind of a pushover in Ant Man the Wasp, and I love that this show. Uh, other than the fact that he still hasn't found that one person he's trying to look for, apparently. But yeah, he like he originally like started this whole thing of Westview Westview because he's looking for someone. Still hasn't found that person, so he sucks at his job as far as that goes. But yeah, but he's he's been doing awesome in this show so far. Uh, which I love Randall Park. I like he's a great character actor. Um, <laughs> I just like how he's doing this, and I'm uh, like I want to see what else he's potentially going to do for this show. Yeah. But uh, I think past that, though, is when we start kind of getting more into some darker stuff. You see Visions wandering around on his own now and the things that he's finding and seeing in the neighborhood that are kind of weird where you have like people out in their yard doing repetitive motions and tasks and they they look fine until he like really looks in and starts seeing like tears coming out of their eyes, which means the people are aware. They just have no control. And, you know, I, I know I've, I've heard other people reference this. This has big like get out vibes to it where mm -hmm. you're in there somewhere. You're aware of what's going on, but you have no control. And sorry for anybody who hasn't seen get out. Uh, watch, definitely watch that movie. But anyway, um, it, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting to me because you know, you see vision walking around asking questions and stuff and people aren't moving. People aren't saying anything. And it's, it's given this like weird, creepy vibe to it. It's like how you start questioning how much control does Wanda have if, you know, at a certain distance, people are just stuck in a repetitive motion. They have no control over themselves. They can't live a life freely. And even further out, they're not even moving at all. They're like all in yeah. position, ready to play a scene, which Truman Show if y'all haven't seen the Truman Show, that's exactly what they do there. You see in the Truman Show all the extras that make up the, the was it Sea Haven, Seaside, whatever the town, the the made up town that Truman yeah. lives in. All these like extras are all like 
in one area and they're all frozen, ready to start the scene the second Kristoff uh, says go. Yep. Uh, so that's exactly what this is set up as. And I love that. Love it so much. Um, and again, like as we get more into like the when Vision finds um, Agnes here a little bit, but uh, I touched on like Herb asking Wanda if there's anything he can change. So we see once again, Herb is in a situation where he's kind of acting outside of outside of being controlled in some capacity. So we're mm-hmm. touching back on some people sh- are showing signs of being able to move and act somewhat freely, but still within Wanda's control. And it's, it just really kind of complicates the situation says, okay, how much of this is under Wanda's control? What level of control does she have? All that kind of stuff. But um, I think we, we move on to the commercial though. So if, uh, if y'all give us a minute, let's switch to a commercial break. Do you like yogurt? Try yo magic. <laughs> it's, it's a snack for survivors. Apparently. Um, yeah. So we move into this commercial, which is a claymation commercial. This is definitely anyone who's grown up watching Saturday morning cartoons or anything during the nineties. You recognize this kind of a commercial. Uh, it was a great throwback. It was a great connection to like, I got vibes of like Gogurt, Dunkaroos, Gushers. Kind of, yeah. Gushers like that kind of a commercial. And it's great because it was essentially just a commercial for yogurt, but yeah. then it got dark. Oh it God. Super dark. <laughs> I was not expecting that was terrifying. Uh, that was on the level of, if y'all are familiar with the YouTube channel, uh, don't hug me. I'm scared. That's where that went. That kid, that kid that was stranded on island just withered away and enough. We're like, Okay. What? Welcome to Disney Plus, where we see people rotting away on an island who cannot be saved. How many dead like corpses are we seeing in this show? I know, like, geez, like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that was interesting though. So the thing with that is, and we said last week we'd bring this up this week is mm-hmm. the there's a there's a theme to these commercials that's definitely it definitely seems like this is the direction they're heading in. Whereas each single one of these commercials that we've seen in these sitcom worlds are referencing uh, one of the uh, Infinity Stones. So uh, like the toaster. So like had toaster, that, we have, yeah, toaster, we had yeah. like the Mind Stone with the light blinking on it. Like it looks like Vision's head kind of. Yeah. Um, then you had, what was it the Hydra Soak, which, you know, is a little blue cube. So that's definitely the Tesseract or the Space Stone. Mm-hmm. That one's obvious. Uh, the next one was what the the logos, the watch. Oh, the watch. Yeah, the Strucker. Strucker watch. Okay, that's a time stone. So we're talking mm-hmm. about time. Uh, then you had the logos paper towels with the uh, red spill. That's the the ether or the reality stone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we've had so far. I think we we have two more left. Right. We have so we have the power stone and the soul stone. So which one is this? Uh, there is, it sounds like there's thoughts where it could be either one. I initially thought Power Stone because if you look at the shark surfboard, uh, especially as like the actual like shark image itself, not just this, uh, not just the packaging here, but the shark surfboard looks like a purple explosion that you saw coming from like the Power Stone. And on top of that, you know, it looks like the kid is losing his power. He's not, 
he's being depleted of all energy and everything. So he's withering away, losing power. I like purple uh, explosions. Yeah. Purple explosions. <clears throat> um, anyway, on the, on the flip side, I know there's arguments also where we could be talking about the soul stone. Like, I guess he's like what losing, or he's a soul survivor on the Island or whatever. He's and the soul survivor, he withers away to his skull wearing a red shirt. So red skull. Like a nice little nod to who's actually uh, the keeper of the soul stone. So, uh, and that's the thing. Like I'm starting to firmly believe that these commercials are nods to the, the infinity stones themselves, just playful nods to it. Uh, but this one, I'm kind of confusing. I feel like it could go either way on this. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping we're getting at least one more commercial that will show us exactly which stone is which. But then, like, are they just playful nods to the stones, or are these stones going to eventually, at some point, come back into the the Marvel universe, or at least think, the, Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I think there's a lot at play here, especially if we're touching on the fact that these commercials are simultaneously pieces and parts of like Wanda's memories and traumas and everything, uh, repressed memories and, and whatnot. So, uh, you have that. And there's also more to touch on this specific commercial as well. But so you have all of that. Plus, you know, obviously Wanda is aware of the stones. She got her powers from one. Mm -hmm. So there's the, the whole traumatization of just the stones existence in general. Um, it, it it makes sense that it's these all these commercials have kind of been like dual purpose the entire time, uh, especially if yeah. we're still if we're still thinking there's a possibility that the two people who have been appearing in all the other commercials are supposed to be her and Pietro's parents. Yeah, which is still a theory that's up in the air and possible. Yeah, here here's the thing: in all realistic, we're talking about like every possibility at this point because we don't have anything that says yes or no. So we got like Rachel saying, I don't quite buy the stones. Eh, like in some of these, I feel like it could be a stretch. I like, I get that. Uh, it might just be just the nice subtle nods that we all know that these commercials are supposed to be uh, like this, where it was based off of Wanda's guilt. This specific um, one, maybe. Yeah. Um, like, so this specific one, I think was an allusion to, or foreshadowing, uh, vision trying to escape from Westview, uh, showing that he is surviving, uh, by consuming yo magic. And when you're talking, we're talking about yo magic, one does the yo we're talking about. So he's only surviving because of her magic, essentially. When they so, feeding off of yo magic. Yeah. So I think, I think, yeah, I think we are now present time with these commercials. We're now one, one has moved past the things that traumatized her before and is now solely focused on the things that are traumatizing her right now, which is I'm the only reason Vision's still alive. I'm keeping all these people trapped here. Uh, and we're seeing signs of like these people can't move. They can't do anything. So are they even able to eat? Are, you know, are they able to have water? I mean, are these people going to survive the next couple of days being stuck motionless? You know, what are, what are we looking at here? So I think that, I think that's the thing. Uh, the whole, the whole stone theory, I think really gets confirmed if we get a commercial next week and it's clear, 
it's a little bit more clear next week as to which stone that commercial might be alluding to, whether it be solar power. Then we could go back and look at this commercial and be like, okay, then this one's definitely solar power. And then yes, all these commercials are the infinity stones. And I feel like at that point next week, we get kind of confirmation whether or not this theory actually is real or not. Uh, What I would really like though, is I would really like them to do is like some kind of like behind the scenes or something like how they did like the, uh, the Disney gallery for the Mandalorian do that for this one also. And then have like Kevin Feige and the director of the series and like, you know, a couple people going, yes, that theory. Yes, that theory. Yeah, no, I want to yes. see them. I want to see them watching shows like this where we're, we're talking, we're deep diving into like these details and trying to piece together Easter eggs and be like, oh, yeah. those guys over there got it. But those people did it. And y'all should subscribe to the Cinefanatics because <laughs> they know what the hell they're talking about. Like that's, that's where I want to see. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun to, to view. Uh, anyways, uh, moving on past the commercial. Uh, so we've got uh, before we really get like deep into what's happening outside of the hex, um, we do have a lot more conversation going on between uh, Wanda and Pietro. Like we start with this uh, shot of them walking away from movie theater. Uh, of course, uh, everyone's looking at the the marquee in the back saying "Incredibles: Parent Trap." Incredibles coming out in 04. Parent Trap is probably alluding to the uh, Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap, which came out in '98. So, not really a good solid like fixture of anchor of where this episode the show is taking place during but sometime between 98 and 04 seems to be safe but i like what the movies themselves are alluding to in that the incredibles is a former uh superhero family that's moving to the suburbs and then you've got the parent trap where you've got twins that are reunited nice little subtle meanings in there and that was completely done on purpose we're not yeah. trying to read too deep into this. It was done for that reason. Easily. Yeah, both, both those movies allude to what's going on within the show itself. Uh, yeah. There's a world where that could also just be referencing the original parent trap. It really doesn't matter which parent trap it's referencing because they're both kind of yeah. equal to be about the same. But I know like small towns sometimes will like go back and play some of those old movies in their, in their local theaters too. So it's possible. But um, the Incredibles or a Haley Mills movie? Which one do you want to watch? Right. <laughs> Let's uh, get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, I think I think that's definitely interesting. Superpower family twins. It's kind of it's it's all it's all fun little stuff there. Um, it, then we kind of start getting into the meat of what's happening in this episode, where the conversation between uh, Wanda and Pietro kind of starts going a little bit deeper. Um, and then you start seeing uh, you start seeing Vision kind of acting on his own and, and doing his thing. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, Vernon. I I also sometimes wonder about that. We haven't seen one of those in a while. <laughs> hey, that's not fair that they get to show us a movie theater when most people can't go to one. That's that's yeah. easing us. <laughs> yeah. Ha ha ha! Nope. Ha ha! Nope. Anyway. Uh, I love here that like we we have it marked out like Pietro recalling being shot in Avengers Age of Ultron, which means he's got all the memories of the Aaron Taylor Johnson Pietro. So mm-hmm. what's happening? You know, like he remembers being shot, and then he's next thing he knows is Wanda's calling to him. 
type of yeah. thing. Like, that's that's a that's a little weird. That's strange, but I like I like that connection. Yeah, um, and then of course we see we we see Speed has his powers now. Little uh, little Tommy, he's running around with with super speed now, and. You know, Wanda says, cool, if you're going to run around like crazy, take your brother with you and make sure you guys don't go past Ellis Avenue. Yeah. Uh, which no. Ellis Avenue being the barrier of of where the heck is. Fast, fast forward to Vision, who's still wandering the neighborhood and runs into Agnes. Yep. And uh, seemingly snaps Agnes out of whatever like weird trance she's in because... She's in one now, even though we've seen in previous episodes where she's she seemingly is acting outside of everyone else being under control of Wanda. She snaps out of it. She's asking like why Vision's there. She asks if she's dead. Vision says no. She says, I I figured that I was dead because you're dead. Uh she mentions that Vision is an Avenger and he doesn't know what an Avenger is. Mind-boggling. Yeah. So we get on. Let, let, let's let's get on this Agnes train here for a minute. Um, it's a little weird. Again, we talk about who's who in here is acting sus. Agnes is acting hella sus. Um, in that, first of all, we go back and we look at everybody else's frozen. Everybody else's frozen. That vision walked by, didn't say anything, didn't move, didn't respond to him at all. He comes up to Agnes and he's like, "What are you doing?" She's like. Town Square, fun Halloween thing. I got turned around. She's sitting there kind of still, but she's still uttering words that make sense. Is she trying to get out? Because she's facing that the wall. She's, she's facing the barrier, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. The other side of it is, though, is that, you know, again, we talk about her. We talk about her. Uh, we talk... You know, let's talk about Norm also because Norm was one of the other ones that Vision snapped out of out of being controlled. Um, before Norm got snapped out, he he said something that kind of felt like an allusion to I I I'm in here and I know what's happening. The whole like none of it's real, Vision. Like when they were looking at the email in that last episode. It's mm-hmm. all a joke. Nothing. None of it's real vision. None of it's real. When he was saying that, it's like, okay, he's not talking about the email. He's talking about everything around. Nothing is real kind of a thing. Uh, we go back even further. The doctor who who was there uh, helping Wanda give birth and everything uh, with her pregnancy and all that. When he was trying to get out and go on vacation. It, you know, the funny thing about small towns, you never truly escape. You know, he he was aware of what was happening. You know, same episode. We talk about Herb. Herb, you know, about to spill the beans to Vision about who who all the people are. And, you know, Agnes was standing right there going, no, don't do it. Don't do it. They are aware. They are fully aware. Um, but it's like there's a level of what they can accomplish. And I know I brought this up in, in past ones of these. There's a level of what they can accomplish when Wanda is distracted, not controlling them or what have you. But... The problem I have with that is we go back, you know, last episode, Agnes is there with the kids. Kids shoot up from babies to five-year-olds. Kids shoot up from five-year-olds to 10-year-olds. And Agnes is like, oh, <laughs> silly kids the entire time. Like, ah, yeah, whatever. It's a normal thing. Kids just automatically age five years spontaneously all the time. 
she she knows what's happening she's very aware so this fact that he had to snap her out of something is super sus to me like there's no possible way she was actually so wrapped up and so controlled that he had to do that she is she's having some level of control over something definitely agatha harkness definitely having some kind of control and definitely making vision think here that she's caught in the same situation as everybody else especially because when he snaps her out of it she's acting super crazy repeating dead over and over again and having that weird witch cackle mm -hmm. like come on she's not acting normal when he snaps her out of it she's <laughs> acting even weirder I'll get you my pretty and your little dog too. She did get the little dog in the last episode. If y'all remember though, she was holding that little dog. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Let's, <laughs> that's sad. We don't want to talk about the, we don't want to talk about Sparky. Oh, that dog's still alive. Sparky still lives. We never actually saw Sparky die. Just saying. <laughs> we didn't see a dead body. We just saw something wrapped up in a blanket. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I'm thinking she's faking this. Yeah. Oh, she's, acting. she's faking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vision moved on from there. He uh, crossed Ellis Avenue and went straight for the wall. Uh, he was questioning, uh, what is this this wall? He's looking at it. Uh, and then he's uh, reaching out to the wall. Uh, he passes through it like all, everyone is there. And I'm going to come back to this. But, I mean, yeah, he's reaching out. He's asking for help, saying people need help. Yeah. And he's seemingly being destroyed, disintegrated while he does that. Because he doesn't exist outside of the hex anomaly. His body has to re-decay, essentially. Now, let's go back to what actually is happening outside of the hex anomaly. Um, real quick, going through this, uh, we have Monica, Jimmy, and Darcy. They're... They're going against Hayward's orders. They've hacked into Hayward's account. They know that Hayward is tracking Vibranium, basically in Vision, to see where Vision's at. They can see him approaching the wall. Uh, they want to go back into Westview to, uh, to investigate it. Darcy is telling Monica uh, that you've been in there twice, and every time you go in there, it's kind of messing around with your, your DNA, your chromosomes. Monica is, an, in the comics, Monica Rambeau is an earlier version of Captain Marvel. She has powers. Yeah. So basically what this is alluding to is this entire time we've been watching the origin of Monica Rambeau also being a superhero. Uh, probably going to take her mom's um, codename, Photon, rather than Captain Marvel because we got Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel in this universe. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're seeing Monica's going to very likely start getting powers. We know this, that Monica is also going to be in Captain Marvel too. I believe that's where this is headed. The question though is, is it the hex that's giving her the powers? Because when Darcy brought that up, like, look at your blood work, look at all this. She's like, I've taken so much blood work before I've, you know, I've seen lab tests. I've done all of this. It's mm -hmm. nothing, nothing news on under the sun here. And it's like, she seems very unfazed by any of this information that Darcy's telling her that should be phasing her. Well, she did mention stuff like words like remission, which uh, I believe, I can't remember if they actually mentioned it, but her mom, Maria Rambo, yeah. uh, didn't she, she, she died of cancer as well, she right? Did, but she, yeah, she did go into remission there for a little bit before she died. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so Monica's used to the word remission just because that's that's a word that you really want to hear should you be diagnosed with cancer. Right. So she she is used to those kinds of words and it doesn't phase her anymore. And I, think, and I think that might be the way they want you to think, but I think also that you know, prior to her being snapped away, there's some kind of funny business that she probably got into that she might already have superpowers and she's just not letting anybody know. Yeah. Uh, and then Monica's also mentioning that they need to get help. She mentioned before, like some aerospace engineer. Now her, she's actually talking about going to meet the uh, my guy, this person, my, my guy uh, on the ridge. So she wants to take off with uh, Jimmy Woo and Darcy. Darcy stays behind to continue hacking Hayward's computer, but Monica and Jimmy Woo take off. Who is this guy? Is it Reed Richards? Because that's what the entire internet thinks. I mean, it'd be fun, but if it is, they first of all, they would have to show him, right? And if they show him, that means they would have had to have casted Reed Richards already, right? You can't do this without that payoff. Yeah. It's kind of hard. First of all, do you want to... Is this where you want to introduce Reed Richards? Is this the time where you want to introduce the head of the Fantastic Four family? Is that it's really a bad idea? Is this is this the moment you want to where you want to do it? And two, if they did cast him, how did they get away with doing that without any of us knowing that they've done it? There's not a lick of news anywhere on the internet saying so and so is heavily rumored to be in the role of Fantastic of Mister Fantastic. It's possible before. I mean, let let's take into account like the Mandalorian is. Uh, we didn't know who was going to be in that final episode of season two. And that, yeah, I get it's a little bit different in that the physical person wasn't actually in the episode. It was the yeah. likeness and the voice was used over a stunt double because of aging and whatnot. But like it, it is possible to get away with, with being able to hide some secrets still. It, it's not an open information world exactly yet so uh, I, I feel like it might be possible mainly because they might have hired someone and they just never actually referred to them as reed richards it was yeah. like hey we want let's go with the the heavily rumored uh john krasinski um who i feel like is already in this episode but yeah yep. he's before. already in the show yeah okay uh but uh they bring him in and they didn't actually like say to him, Hey, you're playing Reed Richards until like the day of shooting. So there's no, there, there's no way anyone knows except for like the writers, Feige, the showrunner. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other side of it is I wonder if maybe she's got wires crossed. She's not actually meeting an aerospace engineer. Uh, she could be meeting maybe Dr. Strange, which, you know, maybe they're throwing us off, making us think she's meeting, uh, she's meeting an aerospace engineer. So there's that. And then there's the one that Rachel brings up here that I think is actually right now, I feel like is actually the most likely Talos. Mm. That yeah. one I feel like makes actually makes the most sense because, we know that scrolls are going to come into play in a big way here pretty soon. They might already be in play in the show and we're just not on it yet. I mean, Hayward's got, got some, you know, nefarious things that he's saying and doing. So maybe he's like a scroll leader or what, what have you a faction of scrolls that are bad. So 
you know, if Talos, Talos, however you pronounce his name, if uh, if he's her guy on the ridge, that that makes sense to me because he, he he may know a thing or two about how to do stuff. Plus, he's worked with sword and everything already. <laughs> Knows a thing or two because he's seen a thing or two. <laughs> we we are farmers. Anyway, <laughs> so that's the yeah. He is he Jim Jim Halpert's in the show. Yeah, or John Krasinski's in the show. Yeah, yeah. He was also in Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, he's yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. Did you not recognize him? Hey. Yeah, he's right there. Anyway, I mean, um, I watch the Office, and I get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> kudos to you for not seeing race <laughs> yeah um anyway it's fun it's a fun little joke uh so you saw so i want you to bring up this one because we talked about hayward's project is called cataract what is mm. that what is cataract so uh as far as i've been able to research cataract is nothing yet it has no meaning in marvel comics that i have been able to determine okay cool moving on <laughs> now um the only thing i can find that it might have some kind of meaning is that there is a, a there is a poem called the cataract uh i can't remember the guy who who wrote it but his last name is marvel so go figure um and it the the story of uh of it is in regards to so man i don't even know how to explain this i read a little bit about it earlier um in between helping customers at work and i was like wow this is insane and this is a reach but i mean it might be possible uh, this is like comparing the commercials to the, the stones at this point. So complete reach stretch here, but it was a person that could see basically the sins that Jesus Christ was dying on the cross for. And he decides to take it back by recreating the crown of thorns and he creates his own for him to wear so he can see, but he's still like blinded. Hence the cataracts. He's blinded to the entire world as a whole. Uh, so yes, uh, cataracts. Uh, typically, if you see if you see someone who's blind, uh, you might notice like the the eyes look a little milky. There, uh, that's your cataracts. Yeah. Uh, so it might be in reference to that specifically within that poem, in that you're talking about someone who is trying to to pull back like the sins of humanity. Got it. What I feel like this might might be leading to is that Hayward, who created this cataract program, seems to be heavily focused on tracking vision. What I'm wondering is if this means anything in regards to Hayward might have done something to vision uh, back before yep. Wanda was able to bust in and take his body. Because you can easily see here, like especially in these four screens, the lower the lower right hand screen, you can see the the sword logo. So yeah. Hayward definitely had access to Vision's dead body before Wanda got in there. Did he do something to this dead body that Wanda doesn't know about? And this is what his ultimate plan is: is he can actually still control or weaponize Vision 
And this is where the end of this show is really just going to blow up, blow up. That's my suspicion. And that poem calling it cataract is all a very thin veil, but I'm willing to bet it might be. Yeah. yeah. And then our buddy, Eric nerd chronic says, I assume this whole thing is because he was using visions body for weapons and tech. That's why I wanted to stole him. Now this whole plan of project cataract is getting back. So exactly what you're saying there. Um, Obviously, the barrier is acting as a cataract because he can't see within within the Westview anomaly. He can't see within the hex. And so vision is kind of his eyes, ha, 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 into what's going on. That's why he's able to, to track vision and why he told nobody. He's got some nefarious secrets that he's not, he's not apprising everybody else about. Um, and what I thought was interesting is when vision was trying to bust out of the barrier he made the comment, man, he's really wanting to get out. Doesn't he? Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's, that's not something the way he phrased that and said, it, that's not, that's not something that a, a good person says, man, it's really trying to get out of there. Isn't he? Hmm. Let's just stare no. at him as he falls apart and dies. That's like, if you capture an animal in a wild animal in the cage and you just leave them there and you're sitting there drinking a beer, watching it and you're like, huh? That wild animal's really trying to get out of that cage, isn't he? Like, well, no crap. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That sounds terrible when I have to edit it. <laughs> there's a there's a reason why like he was just letting vision kind of fall apart and die there. It's like, I want him back. Let mm -hmm. him let him fall apart. I'm not gonna come to his aid. Just let him he's supposed to be dead. Let him die. And we can have him back and do more experiments and stuff on him. So yeah. uh and then, of course, you know, we start seeing uh, Wiccan is little Wiccan has, has his powers. He can hear his dad's in trouble. And so he lets his mom know. And that may or may not be the best move. Um, it's going to save Vision's life, but it's going to probably hurt a lot of other people. Um, real quick, before we, we dive into that, there is still more conversation between Wanda and Pietro that leads yeah. to, boom, dead Pietro. Um, he's basically commenting on her, like, congratulations on bu building the anomaly. Good yep. job controlling this world. You've got full control. Like, he's complimenting oh. her. And these are, yeah, it, it's just a lot more in, in so much that he, he knows yep. that she's controlling everything. Um, which again, leads back to who exactly is this Pietro and who's controlling him. Yeah. It, that's, it's just and wild. And some 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 of these were notes that I want to kind of leave on too. Uh, uh, so you know, definitely definitely, there's a little bit more of the conversation I want to touch on, on, on just a second. But uh, we do see the episode kind of ending out with her expanding the hex and kind of sucking in you know the entire sword operation, turning it into a circus essentially. Was man, this the budget on this show is so cool. It's like so high because of all the cool stuff that they're able to do here. You know, you got. These agents turn into clowns. You've got the whole sword operation. You see the helicopter flying through the air and it turns into a hot air balloon on the other side. I was like, oh man, wow, that's cool. And I think it's really still showing off like Wanda's immense amount of power that she has and that is contained within her. Um, yeah. And then of course, you know, we've got Darcy's now sucked into the hex, but we have no idea what happened to her. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of people right now are theorizing that she's going to end up working as a broke girl in a diner somewhere. Um, which would be absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And do that. Look, I wouldn't. I would not put it past them to do that. I really wouldn't at this uh, point. Uh, 
when they drop like kick ass as randomly as they did, I would not, exp- I wouldn't put it past them to do that. But man, this, so the way this episode ended, the cliffhanger that it ended on, I was like, oh, that's how we're ending the episode this week. No. And that kind of feels like the way it is for like every episode every week. But the, this one, I just truly did not see coming. I mean, obviously like a lot of these other ones, when, when Quicksilver was at the door last week, I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to end on this note. This seems like a, a nice solid uh, cliffhanger piece. Um, but for the way they ended it this week is like, wait, 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 no, no, no. I want to know a little bit more before you end this episode. So I think, I think it's kind of interesting the way they did that. Uh, but kind of what I wanted to touch back on is the one is one thing that Wanda said to Pietro during their conversation, which mm-hmm. is he asks her, how did this whole thing begin? How did you create this? How did it start? And she's, I don't know how it starts. I don't know how it started. Uh, yes. I didn't create this kind of a thing. I just remember being alone and empty. And now I have this. Sorry. I did kind of jump ahead there with that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's, that's what, I was like, okay, we are definitely operating in a, in a situation here where somebody else does have control over this. Um, be it they are responsible for a version of Pietro showing up, be it Agnes slash Agatha Harkness in some way, be it Mephisto in some way is having some control over this. Maybe even Hayward at this point could be doing something that we don't know about yet with his project cataract and and wanting vision back and everything. There's just so many different threads at work here that we have no idea kind of what's happening, but it's, it's the fact that she is very plainly. And again, we're, we have Wanda in these situations where we as the audience have no reason to not believe her, even though, it's understandable that the characters within the show like vision have a reason to not trust her. We as an audience don't have a reason to not trust the things that she's saying. Like when Quicksilver comes at the door and she's saying, telling vision, I didn't do that. Or where she's telling Pietro here, uh, I don't know how it started. These kinds of things. We have to take her at her word at this point as the audience, like she doesn't know how it started. Makes sense. Even though it doesn't make sense. We don't know how it started either. And that's kind of what I wanted to kind of like hit on as we were kind of wrapping up here is that's, that's the note that I think that I'm really interested in seeing answered. The question I'm really interested in seeing answered within the next few episodes probably won't get answered to the last one though. Yeah. Uh, in which case the final episode will have a longer runtime than infinity war. I mean, I'm not against it, but yeah, like I actually kind of want like now we're starting to center on like maybe a Wanda Scarlet Witch like solo movie slash show finale thing. That's kind of what this show feels like is a yeah. Wanda Vision or Wanda Vision a Wanda solo movie. Yeah. Uh, so guys, we are starting to wrap up this uh, the stream tonight. Uh, I know we've gone over a little bit more than we typically do, but there's just been so much to unpack in there. If y'all got any other comments, any other thing y'all want to throw in. Uh, now's your time to quickly get them in. Uh, if you want to send those in Streamlabs, Super Chat, whatever strokes your fancy, get those questions, comments in. We'll talk about them here in a little bit. Yeah, if we missed uh, anything, let us let us know, and we can kind of highlight it and kind of give you our thoughts on it too. 
Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, ending on this, the hex is getting bigger. Uh, the one thing I, I did want to go back and touch on is the conversation that, like, when um, Tommy comes back and warns his mom of what's going on, um, Pietro seemingly was trying to, again, divert her attention and say, like, who cares? Your husband's oh, dead, yeah. been dead before. Uh, we... Uh, who cares if your husband dies again? And she threw him. Like she just immediately threw him into this haystack here. And we don't know the outcome of this. This episode ended without us seeing like exactly what was the outcome between that particular interaction between Wanda and Pietro. And I'm kind of curious as to how that's going to be resolved. Say at the start of the next episode, uh, because this whole episode has been building up like Wanda trying to reconnect to Pietro, even though she's recasted him, just trying to rebuild that brotherly sisterly bond that she had with him originally. And I'm curious as to where that might go. So, yeah, that's so he was trying to come for her and messed up. Yeah, he messed up because he said your dead husband can't die twice. He did. He did die twice. She killed him the first time, and then Thanos killed him the second time. He did die twice. Wrong thing to say, Pietro. Wrong thing to say. Yeah. That's why you get thrown halfway across town. (laughs) What's going to happen with Pietro? What's happening now that the Hex is expanded? Darcy's inside of it. A lot of sword agents are inside of it. We got Monica and uh, Jimmy Woo are on the run trying to meet up with Monica's uh, informant, basically. Um, and then we've also got Hayward. Uh, he's hightailed it, and he's gotten away from the Anomalies expansion as well. So where is this all going to go? What's it leading to? That was, what, episode six that we watched today, last night? Yep. Uh, there's nine episodes total, so we're, ju- we're we're getting into episode seven. Three more episodes. This is really going to start, like, really tightening it up to... Uh, what what the finale episode is going to be, and I believe it's this is going to be huge. Now I will say, when they announced like all these MCU TV shows, I didn't think much of WandaVision. Like I actually was probably a lot more interested in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, just because it actually looked like a logical continuation of what we've seen already. Yeah, you you could see that the connection there. And they started showing this, like, first of all, the title just didn't make any sense at all. Uh, and then they started showing what looked like clips of old sitcoms. We're like, this, 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 this isn't going to work. Uh, this is working very well. Yeah, we saw the trailers and have no idea what's happening in this show. Not a, not a clue. And six episodes in, and we have somewhat of a clue, but we still really don't know how it's going <laughs> So... So I'm wondering, like, where the connection is, like, on Marvel TV projects. Because, I mean, like, Daredevil was pretty good. Everyone liked at least the first season of Daredevil. The second season was pretty good as well. Uh, Like, the first season of Jessica Jones was good. And then the rest of them just started kind of tailing off. Uh, So what's happened with Marvel TV? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., for the most part, was a pretty decent show. Uh, Inhumans? Uh, uh. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. How did y'all blow that? Yeah. But I mean, now we've got like good, honest Marvel TV. That this is of the quality of their movies. I don't know where they're going. I don't know what they can do, but I'm super, super eager to to see where it could go. And all I know is at the end of the day, every time I watch an episode, I hate, hate this screen. Uh Uh-huh. At the end of this episode, I was like, no! Not yet! No! No! watching it <laughs> speaking of office where's that steve carell no god no please no yeah. no no <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i'm gonna hate the phrase please stand by here pretty soon i mean yeah. maybe for more than one reason but that's beside the point um yeah this this I phrase is really gonna stand back never mind <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> Again, the things you say have consequences. Um, yeah, so this uh, this that's really gonna that's really gonna get on my nerves. It already has actually. I mean, we're six episodes and it's already gotten on my nerves <laughs> every time that pops up. But uh, I'm excited. Uh, at this point, six episodes in, I'm okay with it being a one and done season of TV because of how much of the budget, how much of budget is being put into this. It's being produced like one of their movies. It's a nine episode movie essentially. So I'm okay with it being one because I think the story that they're telling is going to be whole and complete by the last episode, given as much as can be and what, depending on what's going to translate and move on into say like Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness or other Marvel projects for this story though, I feel like we're going to get a complete story like we would any of the other movies. So uh, perfectly okay with this being a one and done season. Yeah. And yeah. Um anyway. Rachel's Rachel saying thanks Pietro's a fraud, doesn't have a right to this Wanda. Um <laughs> probably people, Angel saying uh, watch Monica's guys, Peter Parker, that'd be great, but not likely. Probably like not. Not an aerospace engineer. Yeah. I like to see Peter swing by with Edith. That's what Hayward is at. Everyone's after that. Like well, so like- Edith glasses. I love those Edith glasses too. I do these things. Again, we talk about uh, Spider-Man Far From Home and what happened at the end of that. Peter's on the run. He's been ousted by Mysterio, essentially. And yep. that just feeds more into the distrust of superheroes that we got at the start of like Civil War. At the end of Age of Ultron, start of Civil War. Why you hear these things from Hayward, who's had, had to deal with the repercussions of superheroes because of the five years of people being disappeared. It's like, like that had anything to do with the superheroes. That was all Thanos, but regardless, he doesn't see it that way. So, you know, superheroes failed their job. They should have been able to stop him, whatever. It, 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 I think it's all, it's all that it's, you know, it's, it's all the kind of the same thing. Everything that we're seeing, you know, everything you're seeing from Wanda, it's all just adding into the distrust of these superpowered individuals. Which will actually make things really interesting when the X-Men come into play, because that kind of leads right up to the classic X-Men storyline of people not liking mutants. So. Yeah. <laughs> Blame Peter Quill. Well, a lot of people do. Yeah, actually. I love I, I love that that this happened. This whole movie is because of him. Just yeah. Anyways, that's gonna do it for tonight. I feel like that was a lot that we unpacked and 
I, I just, I'm kind of hoping for a nice straight episode next week where there's just not too much theories. It's just, it just speaks for itself, but not going to happen. We're not going to get that. So I mean, ain't going to happen. Nope. <laughs> nope. I would like to spend an hour just hanging with y'all and not having to dissect every single little like look, turn, cranny, blink, but yeah, we're going to have to. That's the way the show is working and I'm still liking it so uh yeah so that's gonna do it for tonight again make sure y'all follow us at cinefanatics mlp on twitter and instagram make sure you hop on our patreon patreon.com slash cinefanatics we got great things coming this month we've got a movie trivia scrimmage that's gonna be happening at the was it maverick level Yes, that's Maverick, the need yep. for speed. That was another great reference that this episode dropped in that it was speed that said that essentially. Uh, so at the Maverick level, you can join us for movie trivia scrimmages that will be happening. We've also got a watch along happening at the end of this month, right before coming to America comes out. We will be watching coming to America one or coming one America coming one America coming. Yeah. The first coming to America. Yeah. Hop on our dude tier on the Patreon. That is the $5 tier or higher. You'll be able to watch that. We've also been dropping ranking episodes. We just dropped a rom-com ranking episode because of Valentine's Day coming up. We've got a couple of other bonus, uh, bonus videos and bloopers that are at the Avengers tier on our Patreon. So hop on that. All the tiers explain what, what great content you get out of there. So hop on the Patreon. Help us out. Tuesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Central Time will be the tagline where we talk about movie news. A lot of good things that are coming. There's been a lot of things this week. Some of them may show up for the tagline depending on what news stories happen between now and then. Otherwise, that's what's going on. That's what's happening for the Cinefanatics. Uh, Movie trailers we got coming out. I believe Sunday we have a... Uh, Zack Snyder Justice League cut trailer coming up. We might be getting to a trailer reaction, so be on the lookout for that as well. Anyways, follow us individually, Twitter, Instagram. I am at Robert Adams MLP. My brother is at Chris Adams MLP. Again, we are Cinefanatics MLP. Make sure you follow us, you subscribe, you hit that like button, all of the cool YouTube stuff. And that's going to do it for this week. So punch that subscribe and like button straight in the mouth. Yeah, just don't punch your computer because your computer was probably expensive. I know ours were. Uh, don't destroy your computer. That would be yeah. great. Anyways, yeah. We want to see you come back next week when we talk about the next WandaVision episode. Otherwise, thank y'all for being in the chat. Thank y'all for being here. Uh, we very much appreciate y'all's, y'all being here watching, discussing this. Can't wait to see y'all again next week. Y'all all have a great night. As for me, as for my brother, as for everyone who makes WandaVision. <laughs> Good sure. night, y'all. <laughs> see Later. Ya.